Hey, it's Gabe. I want to recommend a podcast I think you'll enjoy called What Could Go Right. On What Could Go Right, the hosts, Progress Network founder Zachary Carabell and Executive Director Emma Varva-Lucas, sit down with expert guests to discuss the world's most pressing issues. They look back at how far society has come and look forward to what it will take to achieve a brighter future. If you're looking for a weekly dose of optimistic ideas from smart people, listen to What Could Go Right wherever you get your podcasts. If your business needs a new application, then developers will have to write code, a lot of code. If an application needs to be modernized, then you'll need time, resources, and caffeine. If that sounds daunting, then you need Watson X Code Assistant, AI designed to multiply developer productivity so you can generate code quickly. Let's create a more modern foundation for business with Watson X Code Assistant. Learn more at ibm.com slash codeassistant. IBM. Let's create. This Father's Day, the Home Depot has the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's the groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. This Father's Day, power dad's doing with the convenience and gas-like power of Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools from the Home Depot. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. Find the perfect Father's Day gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Shop for Father's Day now in stores or online at homedepot.com. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This Day in History class is a production of iHeartRadio. Hello, and welcome to This Day in History class, a show that pays tribute to people of the past by telling their stories today. I'm Gabe Lusier, and in this episode, we're talking about the life and death of Nathan Hale, a young American soldier who became a symbol of self-sacrifice to a nation in search of heroes. The day was September 22, 1776. Captain Nathan Hale of the Continental Army was hanged by the British for spying. The former Connecticut schoolteacher was just 21 years old, but had bravely volunteered weeks earlier to sneak across enemy lines and gather valuable intel about British movements. Hale's mission was ultimately unsuccessful, but his death inspired George Washington to create a dedicated spy ring, one that ultimately helped win the war. Nathan Hale was born in Coventry, Connecticut on June 6, 1755. He was the second son of Deacon Richard Hale and Elizabeth Strong, a prominent Puritan couple who placed great importance on education and religious virtue. When Hale was 14, he was sent off to Yale College with his older brother, Enoch. Both boys became members of the Linonian Society, a student club devoted to literature and debate. Nathan graduated with honors in 1773 and quickly took a job as a local schoolteacher, first in East Haddam and then a bit later in New London. Unfortunately, Hale's quiet life of letters didn't last long. 
When the American Revolution began in 1775, Hale quickly joined the fight for independence as part of a Connecticut militia. He took part in the Siege of Boston that summer, and the following year, he was promoted to the rank of captain. From there, Hale went to New York City, where he and his small unit aided William Heath's brigade in defending the city. They did their best to hold back the forces of British General William Howe, but in late August, the Patriots were overwhelmed and the port of New York City finally fell to the invading British army. It was a dangerous setback for the American colonies, as Howe had already captured Staten Island and begun a military buildup on Long Island. He was on his way to controlling America's second largest city after Philadelphia, clearing the path for him to take possession of all of New York. If that happened, then New England would be effectively cut off from the rest of the colonies, making the chances of an American victory that much slimmer. The Continental Army had held its ground on the island of Manhattan, but General George Washington knew a British invasion was imminent. What he didn't know, however, was where in Manhattan the British would strike. To find out, he asked for a volunteer to travel behind enemy lines on Long Island to gather information on the British Army's location and movements. Nathan Hale put his name forward for the job, and on September 12th, he was ferried across to Huntington, New York, on British-controlled Long Island. Once there, Hale disguised himself as a Dutch schoolmaster in search of a job and began asking around for information on British troops. His goal was to learn how the Redcoats intended to take Manhattan so that General Washington could mount a proper defense. Unfortunately, the British Army invaded Manhattan and captured the city just a few days after Hale's arrival. Any information he'd gathered would no longer be of use, and to make matters worse, he was now trapped in enemy-controlled territory. Hale tried to return to his regiment, but on September 20th, British soldiers set fire to the city and began actively searching for anyone loyal to the Patriot cause. The exact details of Nathan Hale's capture are unknown. Some sources claim he was caught while sailing back across the Long Island Sound. Others say he was recognized by his loyalist cousin, Samuel Hale, who promptly handed him over to British authorities. But the most widely accepted version of events is that British Major Robert Rogers saw through Hale's disguise after spotting him in a local tavern. Rogers reportedly played it cool and didn't let Hale know he was on to him. Instead, he struck up a conversation and pretended that he too was a Patriot sympathizer. Once he had gained Hale's trust, Rogers invited him to his private quarters to have dinner with a few friends. Hale accepted the invitation, and during the meal, he was arrested for espionage. Whatever the truth of his capture, Nathan Hale was taken to British headquarters for questioning by General William Howe. Maps and drawings of British fortifications were then discovered in Hale's possession, confirming Major Rogers' suspicion that he was indeed a spy. With the matter settled, General Howe wasted no time in issuing execution orders. The following morning, Hale was taken to an undisclosed location somewhere in New York City and hanged by the neck until dead. His body was left hanging for several days and was then buried in an unmarked grave. Today, Hale is best remembered not only for his courage in the face of untimely death, but for his stirring final words, I only regret that I have but one life to lose for my country. 
It's worth noting, though, that there's no proof that Hale actually made that statement. It was first attributed to him by British Captain John Montresor, who recounted the event and the famous line to an American captain just one day after Hale's execution. If his account is true, then Hale was likely paraphrasing a line from a 1713 tragic play called Cato. It went, What a pity it is that we can die but once to serve our country. That passage was near and dear to many revolutionaries of the era, and Hale was, after all, a Yale-educated teacher with a passion for literature. He almost certainly would have been familiar with the quote. To be clear, several accounts written at the time of Hale's death mentioned that he gave a speech on the way to the gallows. There's just no official record of what exactly he said. We do have a rough idea, though. One of the British officers present at Hale's execution wrote about the event in his diary that same day. The entry said of Hale, quote, He behaved with great composure and resolution, saying he thought it the duty of every good officer to obey any orders given him by his commander-in-chief and he desired the spectators to be at all times prepared to meet death in whatever shape it might appear. So did Hale really say, I only regret that I have but one life to lose for my country? No one really knows. Nothing in the accounts we have rule it out or confirm it. But even if he didn't express that exact sentiment, given his story, it seems certain he would have agreed with it. Hale's mission never had a high chance of success. He hadn't been trained as a spy, and he had been given only the most basic instructions on how to conceal his identity and mission. He knew all of that, but he also knew there was no time to prepare anything better. The risk of failure was high, but Nathan Hale took it on anyway. He volunteered to try, and to die trying if necessary. And by all accounts, those of both his friends and foes alike, he would have done the same again if he could have. I'm Gabe Luzier, and hopefully you now know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. If you have a second and you're so inclined, consider following us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at TDIHCshow. You can also rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts, or you can write to me directly at thisday at iheartmedia.com. Thanks to Chandler Mays for producing the show, and thanks to you for listening. I'll see you back here again tomorrow for another day in history class. Hello, I'm Dr. Michael Mosley, and I want to let you know about my new immersive BBC Radio 4 podcast series, Deep Calm. It's all about how to tap into and activate a remarkable system that we all have hardwired inside of us, our relaxation response. And it's been developed to be listened to at any time you want to really unwind. I hope you'll listen wherever you get your BBC podcasts.
Hello, iHeart listener. We have a confession to make. Both iHeart and this commercial you're listening to right now would probably sound a heck of a lot better on the new Roku Pro Series TV. It's got side-firing speakers that fill your room with sound, Dolby Atmos audio that puts you right in the middle of the entertainment, and the ability to pair seamlessly with your home theater sound systems that already have surround sound and booming bass. If all that sounds too good to be true, it'll sound even better on the new Roku Pro Series. Your hearing isn't better. Your TV is. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. What's up, guys? This is Sean, Lights Out Merriman. And Saturday, June 15th, Lights Out Extreme Fighting 17 returns to Casino Palma in San Diego. Get your tickets now at lightsoutxf.com. And we'll be live on Lights Out Sports TV, available on all major platforms. Doors open at 5 p.m. Pacific. You don't want to miss this one. It's going to be Lights Out. Lights Out Sports is free sports TV by athletes for fans. For details about the event and tickets, go to lightsoutxf.com.